Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Resilient Science, the show where we spend 10 to 15 minutes each week trying to better understand a topic around hockey, rehab, and the science behind it. My name is Dr. Ben Cernick. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I'm a strength coach. I'm a goalie coach, and I am a graduate student looking at hockey research. As always, I'm here with Jamie Phillips. Hello, Jamie Phillips, student physical therapist, goalie coach at Michigan Tech University, which is NCAA Division One, strength coach, and performance coach. Nice. That was a nice one. That was sick. that was quick. That was quick. That was quick. Former yeah. professional goalie dropped off oh, your damn. intro. Come on. Yeah. Jamie Phelps, former reason, professional like that, hockey player. That one adds the most credibility. All the education that I have doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. All the things you know, bad. All the pucks you stopped in the ECHL, good. Mm-hmm. Also AHL. Also EIHL. And yes. that's my that's intro for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jamie, you know what we're talking about today. but Yes. This is going to be a, a bit of an interesting one. Um, for those listening, don't know, I'm based out of the Durham region in Ontario, which is what we call Whitby, Oshawa, Ajax, Pickering. It's east of Toronto. That's all you need to know. But what is interesting about where I live is I found out this week that at the under seven or under eight age group, um, we have an outlaw league. And for those who don't know what an outlaw league is, an, an outlaw league means uh, that you're outside the jurisdiction of your hockey governing board. So for us, obviously, that's Hockey Canada. Um, and something really great that Hockey Canada did the last five or six years is they made younger age groups hockey be half ice. Uh, we've discussed this before, but why that's awesome. But the quick summary about why half ice hockey is awesome at that age is one, uh, the general spacing is much more appropriate for people that size. Two, it allows for a, a lot better for kids of different skill levels to get more opportunity to skate, more opportunity to touch the puck, uh, and more opportunity to be involved in the game. If anyone ever watched six-year-olds or seven-year-olds play 15 years ago, the kids who didn't skate as well would be behind the play the entire game, and that's not good for anyone. Um, so just the obvious answer is that you make the rink smaller. Little kids have way more chance to play. It's just so good for so many reasons. Anyways, group of people decided that that's not a good idea. Um and created their own league. And by their people, children. you just mean parents. 
Yeah, yeah. Parents. I mean, I'm, there is a league commissioner, from what I understand, oh, which gosh, is again which is a, probably someone else's a six year old's parent. Right. But that's the premise, Jamie. So what do you think? What do you think about uh, a starting a league? Of, so your seven, six, seven, eight year old can play full ice thoughts. Go ahead. There's a few thoughts. The first is not related to skill development in any way. It's more of we know that with the Ola Junior League, it can mess up trying to return back to uh, accredited hockey. They kind of changed that. I found out. Oh, did they? You can. It's so. It's it used to be like you had to sit out a year, right? Like yeah. It used to be like no. So you can just go. You can just. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. But, that answers that question because back in our day, you had to sit out a year if you played in the Outlaw Junior A League. Okay, so never mind that. And then, um, what do I think? Well, I know like people are especially like hockey, the sporting parents in general are crazy, and and they always want the best for their kids, and so it's not like it's it's out of malintent or anything but it hockey ho, you had a good point where hockey canada who's done like a lot of like bad things on the skill development not going to get down the rabbit hole with other things but the, the skill development way they haven't been that great or up to date and they finally do something that is good in terms of long-term development and youth development and people object to it because i'm assuming that their rationale is in the nhl they play at full ice therefore my six-year-old should play at the end in full ice uh which is very dumb that's like saying i, I don't even know how to explain that's like saying well and i want my child to be an engineer and engineers work in crazy calculus equations therefore my six-year-old should work in crazy and they don't have the baseline they haven't learned that yet so uh we're gonna bring in some actual science and evidence and like always we're gonna have to resort to a different sport with a lot more funding and a lot more research but People are people and kids are kids and sports, no matter what you play, like sports are sports and skill development, more development, more learning is the same regardless of what sport you're playing. But all right, Ben, sorry, I'm rambling. Go ahead. <laughs> We're losing them. Uh, no, so there's a few things. Uh, a little while ago. Um, Definitely just spilled I, I, coffee all over my laps. <laughs> uh, Continue, sorry. Anyways, a little while ago, um, a, a publication came out out of Germany. Uh, and so German soccer, so German soccer, one of the best sporting organizations for like coaching consistency, uh, coaching training. So a lot of the stuff that that I try to read about and I wish we did a better job comes from from German soccer, but a lot of it is from European soccer generally. Um, but basically, they they dramatically changed how everything was going to be done for like under 11s, basically to the point um, where I'm just finding the exact things now. But even at under 11 so we're talking what is that grade four grade five in canada uh they're not even going to be playing 11 versus 11 so they're not even going to be playing full-sized full field soccer starting 2024 they're only going to play seven versus seven at most a lot of the time at five versus five smaller fields seven versus seven smaller fields what's really interesting too is they're moving away from like a game schedule system um, so instead of playing games like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, they're going to play a bunch of mini tournaments every couple weeks. So they're going to practice for two weeks in a row and then play like five mini a mini tournament, play five games against different teams. Uh, and so I love this for so many reasons. One, like we kind of alluded to before, you get way more touches. Uh, you learn how to play because you get more chance to play and practice and you get to work on your skills. And uh, truthfully, uh, it doesn't matter if you win or lose when you're 10 years old. It doesn't matter if you're on a full-size pitch or a full-size rink. If you're 
nine years old. It just doesn't matter um, because you're so far away from it being relevant to, to, to anything. Right. And it also, again, like the thing that's really interesting is, is kids are not just small adults. Like this is something that Jamie and I learn about in the health field, but kids are are not just like a, a mini, you know, a mini 28 year old. They're not. There's a reason are... the field of pediatrics exists. Yeah. Because kids are different. Yeah. There's like the way they're, again, like their brains aren't fully formed. Their bones and muscles aren't fully formed. There's so much development going on that like we probably shouldn't get them doing what adults do. And a lot of sports are ahead of that, right? Like tennis is a half pitch. Basketball lowers the net and changes the ball size. Um, and Hockey Canada finally, you know, does something. And again, like I said, I'm full for it. I think it is going to long-term be great for development, mm-hmm. but we have to trust the process of it. And the thing is too, is it's, it's weird that that league, ex- that was the rationale, especially as even like junior hockey and like higher level AAA and stuff, there is a push towards more uh, definitely in USA hockey. I can't wish I found the, the paper. They, they talked about pushing more practices towards less flow, which we like and more small area games and mm-hmm. then building more systems and foundations on top of that. Because if you look at any sport, it's usually a game within a game. You know, if in hockey, yes, you have to have structure and breakouts, but it ends up turning into a two on one or a one on one. And that itself is a small area game that you have to, work your way out of um so it's weird that that's the case especially if if you want the best for your child and you want them to develop and play in the nhl and little johnny makes millions of dollars and wins the stanley cup um and defies all the odds you need (laughs) to you would think that you'd want to encourage more touches more activity and so by shrinking the ice you create that you create the ability to get more touches as a goalie to see more shots from grade A scoring chances. Um, as a forward indeed, you have to learn how to, you know, stick handle in a telephone booth for lack of a better, back of a better term. You learn how to do that, which is important once you get to full ice and full ice, you just have more time and it's easier. So essentially what you're doing is you're giving kids more opportunity to learn under challenging environments. And like you said too, is, it, it doesn't matter if you win or lose and like, and someone's going to say, well, it always matters. How are they going to set teams? Like, the best kids are always going to make triple a, I mean, it politics and nonsense aside, like the best kids, you know who they are. You can still take your team of the best kids and the best kids will just play the best kids. It doesn't really matter until you get to like 14, 15 or even older, you yeah. know, until you get to junior, it, like it, it's all about development. And that's the thing is like, we think of, we think of kids as, as these miniature adults and they're not. And we also need to think of sporting as a fun way. And if you want to be serious about it, you need to think of the first like 10 to 15 years as just legit building a baseline and foundation. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's a great transition point too, because before we start recording this, Jamie, I asked you like, what age do you think the average European soccer Academy? So like, I'm talking like Real Madrid, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, like all these big, big academies, you know, billion dollar organization, multi-billion dollar organizations. At what age do they start introducing team tactics? So and hockey systems uh, to their academies. And like the average age is like you 
13 on the on the low end, U14, U15, some even as high as U16. So if we go back to like this argument behind half ice versus full ice, if academies aren't even introducing systems until 13, 14, 15, and like, does it does it matter? Are, does it matter I, if you're in a full ice? And I know that you know if someone's listening and they're a naysayer and they're like, well, it's soccer. It's like, you have to understand that those massive clubs are billion dollar clubs and they exist for one reason is to make money. And so when you operate a business or anything and, and with a sole foundation of making money, you're going to look at the most efficient way to make the most amount of money. And so they do sports science and sports research and pay a lot of money in-house and at to universities. And they figured out that, yeah, this is the best way to develop players in-house. So we have homegrown talent. So we don't have to go spend hundreds of millions on other players, which cuts into our bottom line. If you can create the David Beckham and, you know, the Messi's and the Ronaldo's in your own backyard, you're going to make a lot of money. And yeah. that's, it, it's just like, it's weird that, it's weird that that was like the knee jerk reaction to playing less ice was to create a whole other league instead of saying like, why are we doing this? Why, why are we is... doing this? Or like, yeah, just like saying why listening to the why and then still objecting and then be okay. Then we're going to create like a, an extra, a, a, not even a league. We're going to create like a fun practice league or something like create a whole other league. Like why just, just get the parents together and rent ice on a Wednesday and go play full ice then if that's your issue. Yeah. I mean, like, and the thing where it comes down to this, and, and we were talking again before, is like, when there's two ways of looking at it, right? Like you if you don't want to give kids like the creative space and touches of a, of a smaller constraint, like again, like a half ice, or you do a lot of battle small sided games, if you don't give them the touches there, then the automatic default other way that you need to be successful as a team is to have a very tactics or system oriented team even as a little as a group of kids now the problem is tactics are designed for adults and so trying to play those systems as kids don't work you can't play a trap with 11 year olds they're too small you're also <laughs> ruining the you're honestly like i'm just saying this like if you're a parent and you're stressing systems to children one let me say i don't care you're a loser and two you're <laughs> ruining the game you're ruining the game for kids like you're the reason that burnout is so high because you're taking the fun away from sports and you can you can still do systems and keep it fun. And all it has to be instead of like, you know, you're doing a one, two, two, four check, but just be like, Hey, you know, if you see your other teammate is battling in the corner and no one's helping him, you need to help him. Or if there's another guy there, try to get open, find open space. That's the systems you should be because then you can get the puck and go score. Not this whole system of video breakdown and analysis. And it's not so to kid like to kids. It's, yeah. oh, it's just, it's, it's, it just makes me so mad. No, but like the, the point you make, there's a great example, right? So like, again, if, if you see someone battling, like the, the team tactic, there is a support and then a high guy, right? Now you can teach that as a system, like, okay, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Or you can explore that in a small area game. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, we do that. Like, thing is like, okay, so like, you know, I coach in the NCAA level. We do that with our players. We do flow, we do systems, but we do small area games where they get their conditioning and stuff. And it's all about finding space and time and, and create having some creativity because that's what the game is. Yeah. It's many, many games within the game. Yeah. And I think that's again where where all this this whole conversation comes down to is like at every level, as you get older and older, and as you're trying to prime skill development, 
more uh, in, at the elite level at like UC Jamie coaches more and more use these small sided games, these small area games to build skills and do things. So if that's being done at the, the highest level using this constraints based learning style, you should be doing it the whole time, right? Yeah. Like it should be, it should be most of what you do in fact, right? Like these long winded 20, 30 minute flow drills at practices for 11 year olds where they're skating down the entire ice on a one on O like that is, and we talked about this last week, that is so far from representative of what happens in a game. A player might get a chance to skate down the ice without a defender on them with the puck one time in a game. I know it's, and like as a parent, we've all like, we go and watch, you know, it's like the intermission, the hockey intermission, you see, you watch those games, it's horrible because they're just kids can't skate and they have the whole ice. Right. Why would you want that for your kid? If you're really, really concerned that, that like small area games is going to impede skating development. You can take your kid to 30 minutes of power skating. A yeah. Week. Go power, go to free skate. <laughs> yeah. Like, go to free skate or just like, yeah, like go to group power, like hire as a team. If you're like all the parents are concerned about this and there's obviously enough to create a whole league, just hire a power skating coach that your kid go to. And it costs probably a lot less than starting a whole league. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think like this comes down to the fact that, there we are a little bit behind in hockey and and we're a little bit because of that i understand why parents are reluctant to trust the process because the process hasn't always been perfect Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not going to be perfect right but like at the end of the day this is like i guess that i could not be more in support of this like i will yell about this uh till till anyone just everyone tells me to shut up basically because i think this is such a productive step for hockey and i think this will make players better i think this will give more exposure to getting goalies involved in the game and we know we have a goalie shortage issue especially in girls hockey around here um because again it gives more people a chance to try like imagine your turn to rotate in net as an eight-year-old and you get zero shots because the game is a full ice and like Mm -hmm. you lose kids early because they're not getting a chance to even touch the puck yeah so long story short this one's a win yeah small area stuff whether that's a, a reduced ring size for little kids or smaller games for, for older people for skill development is awesome. It's the, it's the leading rationale for creating creativity and skill development and basically learning in the right environment, representative learning. It's yeah. really good. We should all support it. We should all get on board. Uh, if you're a parent and your team's not doing that with your kids' practices, you know, see if you can maybe suggest it to the coach. Yeah. Uh, if you are a coach, implement it. If you're a kid, talk to your captains, talk to your coaches, get it involved because that's what's going to make you better. All right. Well, thanks everyone for, for listening, watching, um, like subscribe, leave us a comment. Uh, if you're on like Amazon, um, podcast, Spotify, whatever you're listening on, leave us a review. It helps. It helps boost us in the algorithm. And hopefully we can get this in the, the ears of some more kids and hockey parents to help just develop and create better athletes. All right. Thanks everyone. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.